Coming up on All About Android this week, we discuss the Galaxy Note 10 and Note 10 Plus announcement. Lots to dive into there. My first look at the JBL link bar. Android Q final beta is here. We take a look at that. Google is embracing the death of passwords. Google Lens and Living Surfaces surfaces ads are kind of meh. Uh, your email and a whole lot more coming up next on All About Android. Netcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This episode of All About Android is brought to you by LegalZoom. Check out LegalZoom's last will and living trust estate plans now during National Make-A-Will Month. Visit LegalZoom.com and enter AAA at checkout for special savings. And by DoorDash. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Get $5 off your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code ANDROID. Hello and welcome to All About Android, where we talk all about Android and nothing but Android. This is episode 433, recorded on Tuesday, August 13th, 2019, your weekly source for the latest news, hardware, and apps for the Android faithful. I'm Jason Howell. I'm Ron Richards. And I'm FloDroid. FloDroid in the Jason, house. J- Jason introduced the new beat to the intro that I was not expecting. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it either. Sometimes <laughs> it just happens. When you've read just that same blurb 433 times, you just kind of feel like you need to change it up a little bit. Uh, joining us once again, welcoming back to the show, Ryan Whitwam. Hello, Ryan. Writer for Android Police, writer for Wirecutter, writer for so many more. You are a busy, busy man. And keyboard enthusiast. Yeah, I get around and I and I type a lot. So, you know, I guess I have a lot of keyboards. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you make sure and change things up and maybe do this story using this keyboard and this story using that keyboard and see, I, compare I, and contrast? I do, I do sometimes uh, change keyboards multiple times throughout the day. So, yes. <laughs> you have, you have like strong preferences. Changes. And you're, you're a keyboard aficionado as well, right? I've just started. Just, I only have one really, right now. Dipping your toes in the yeah, keyboard. Yeah, but I have a lot of caps water. that need a body to go on to. So. Oh, okay. Are you building a keyboard? I already built one. Oh, okay. Yes. Ryan, uh, how many keyboards have you built? Um, I, I think I've probably built about a dozen of them at this wow, point. Okay. We're, you can uh, see most of them right, right over here. <laughs> were any of them as badass as the Crayola Is keyboard? Is Sans? No, that's pretty wow. good. Lord in heaven, that is that's a, a that's Comic Sans keyboard. It's also it's also oh. what we call uh, ortholinear because the uh, the rows are not staggered, so it's yes. actually impossible to type on if you if you're used to a regular keyboard. Oh, and I mean these keys are huge. <laughs> they're oh really, my word, they're really gigantic. Um, wow, this hurts. It hurts I, to hold I, this. I will say I do love a good physical keyboard. <laughs> I just there's, there's nothing better than the feeling of that key being pressed and clacking and hearing it underneath, you know, like it's good. Something we uh, don't get with Android anymore. Yeah, exactly. Well, you could if you want to go for that BlackBerry or, or that other that other yeah. one. Tab. Oh, that one that we had on that was super cool. Uh-huh. That was very cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll keep the BlackBerry the wannabe. keyboard up here. Yeah. No good reason. Yeah. Why not? No good reason. Um oh man, that just looks painful to work on. Can you yeah, imagine but I bet you for a, full a, day for with a that toddler's keyboard? fingers, it's like right. Boop, Obviously, boop. it's not it's not made for the newsroom. 
but who knows? Maybe it's a trend. I don't know. All right. Hey, you have some strange ammo to start with, Victor. It's time for the news. <laughs> Here's something that's not painful to work on. Here's Android News. No, that's not painful Still in beta. Right. Still in beta, never fully out of beta. Yes, never fully <laughs> out of beta. But Android Q will be soon. Yeah. Very soon. Very Are you soon. excited? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it has been updated or not because I'm on a weird different launcher, which we'll find out about later. But the good news is that, is that Android Q Beta 6 has rolled out last week. This is the final beta before the official release that is coming this fall, sometime soon, along with all your favorite TV shows that are coming back. So a couple of things that have changed. Night Sight is now its own main mode in the Google Camera app, so you no longer have to go digging there in the More menu, which uh, that has been a long time coming. That should have been there for a while. Uh, the Gesture Nav button is now hidden in the home screen. Uh, there's an Emergency button on the Power menu. Uh, there is a back sensitivity adjustment slider in the system navigation menu. Google says it built many different gestural prototypes to test them out and found this system happened to work the best. Only 3 to 7% of those tested saw the new system interfering with open drawers, opening drawers and carousels. Also, the average person tends to use the overview menu lightly, if at all, so it being harder to get to is a trade-off that just kind of affects fewer people. Now, Ryan, you wrote about gestures and wrote very strongly about them, and we would like to know exactly how you feel <laughs> about um, this. So I, I will I will I will say that before I get into complaining about things, I think that the the full gestural control that Google is testing in Android Q is better than what we have in Pi. I think the um, the two-button navigation thing, it's just this weird half measure that doesn't really fix anything. And it makes it hard to d- do simple things like open the app drawer. It was a very strange choice. Um, so I think that um, if, if, if you're going to do gestures in Android, there are going to be some trade-offs. And right now, it's, it's like there's this strange problem where uh, the back gesture, you, you can swipe in from either the left or right side, but that it, that that gets in the way of not only opening app drawers, but there are a lot of apps that just have UI elements near the edge that you might want to use. Uh, but the but the back gesture can get in the way of that. So Google has all these kind of weird workarounds how they're they're, they're letting developers like opt out of the gestures for certain areas of the app, and they have this peak gesture where you're supposed to kind of like just press on uh, like near the edge of the screen, and you can drag the drawer out, and it's. A lot of really weird stuff. And um, and I just I feel like when Google says, oh, we have focus groups that say, you know, this mm-hmm. is fine. They, they kind of said the same thing about the two button navigation they did last year. And look where we are now. They're already replacing it. So, uh, yeah. So in, in the new beta, there's a sensitivity menu that lets you sort of change how easy it is to trigger the back gesture. So you can turn the sensitivity all the way down and it gets slightly easier to open uh, like you know, a navigation menu, um, but it's it's such a slight difference that I feel like it's gonna it's gonna cause serious problems for people just doing the things that they're used to doing uh, in in apps. So I I mean it's it's gonna be like a, a long sort of growth process as developers realize this is happening and there's no way around it and they have to update their apps to to deal with that. 
Um, but for at least a couple of months, a lot of apps are going to be, I think, kind of a pain to use on Android Q. This doesn't sound user friendly to me, like to anybody, to both, you know, the, the yeah, Android I mean, users so and the beginner users. Anytime you make something that was a button uh, invisible, mm-hmm. you, you make it into a gesture. I think that is by default not very user friendly. Yeah, um, Apple got a, I mean, Apple got away with it because it's Apple. And, you know, there are so many people using iPhones and it's the same for every person using an iPhone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, they adjusted to it. Um, when this rolls out, it's only going to come to pixels and like the essential phone and some Android one phones. It'll take time before we even find out if, if other OEMs uh, want to use this More same gesture system. Uh, well, because yeah. like right now, the gesture system on, for example, a Samsung phone is totally different than what you, you can get yeah. on on a pixel. Um, I would like to see everybody agree to do it the same way. I don't know for sure if that will happen, but um, but there are just like there are just some weird things with uh, the way Google has chosen to implement gestures. Like if you want to open Assistant now, it's a swipe up kind of from the corner, mm-hmm. but if you swipe up from the bottom, that's that's home. So here's my opinion, and this is slightly uninformed. And it's more speculation. I don't think the average user even uses the gestures, much less is aware of these changes, mm. much less know. And Ryan, to your point about it only being on pixels and select phones and things like that, I think the average user uses the phone without even being aware that these things exist. And this becomes a whole waste of time. And as the more user testing they do and the more looking into it and stuff like that, they're overcomplicating it for yeah. something that, I, you know, I've I talked to a lot of people. Anytime I see someone pull out an Android phone, whether it's a Pixel or a Samsung phone, anything like that, whether it's at work or socially, I ask people, what do they like about their phone? What do they use? What, you know, you know, because you want to get that feedback. Never has anyone ever said, you know what I love about this phone? The gestures. Mm-hmm. No one has ever said that. And I wager to think that the majority of users who are walking into T-Mobile stores or Verizon stores and buying these phones don't even use them. Don't even and test they, them on the demo yeah, models. And, and, no, and if, they, and if they use them, it's by accident and they can't, re, they can't recreate what happened. What did I just do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, moments. I mean, I, I wish that the three-button navigation would just be the default. Um, I mean, it's still going to exist on Android. Google said there are accessibility reasons to keep that. So that's nice. You'll be able to turn that on if you want. Um, but I feel like that should just be the default because most people people understand how buttons work. Yeah. Um, the gestures are, I mean, I don't know if they're going to try to do some sort of like tutorial when you start using the phone. I guess that wouldn't really surprise me. But, that um, makes sense, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, like the the gesture setup is is going to to hide a lot of features from people. Yeah, I will make a con- I will make a confession that I have the three buttons at the bottom of my phone. I don't use any of the gestures. On the OnePlus See, 7 Pro. On the OnePlus Seven Pro, uh, on the OnePlus Six T, on the Pixel that I had before this, like I just don't, I do not use the gestures at all. And I'm, so, I, it's safe to say I'm a power user, right? Mm-hmm. So, so the the reason that, I mean, I guess probably the the one argument against the three button UI that I I like is that, um, you know, it, it it looks nicer if you don't have those. Like that black bar at the bottom is just kind of ugly. And now we have these screens that that go like all the way almost to the bezel, but then you've got this, this ugly black bar at the bottom, which just kind well, of detracts from the look of your device. Well, on the OnePlus, I've got it's trans. It's you can't see it here, but it's transparent. That's too light. It's yeah. too bright. I mean, but it, yeah, it, it, so, it, it varies it, it based on in, like. Yeah, it definitely fits. Like in, on the home so. screen, it looks fine. If you most yeah. apps you open up, and it's like you know this thing is just kind of in the way. Yeah. Fair. 
Yeah, I mean, I've been using the gestures, you know, on every beta, and I, I still don't like. I I still don't know how I feel about it. I finally have gotten used to the swipe in from the side back thing, but it's not ideal in my mind. Like, it's not it's not the perfect solution. I feel like yeah, OnePlus I mean, kind of had it nailed a little bit better when they were using the pill to be the back navigation. Mm-hmm. That seemed way more intuitive to mm-hmm. me than the swipe yeah, from the I, side. I, like, I don't I like understand why you don't do that. I like OnePlus's gestures more, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of committed to, you know, when a- when Google rolls this out, I'm going to use the gestures and, and just the gestures and try to live with that and see how how I how I manage that. I don't know if it'll be acceptable or not, but... You'll I don't manage. know. I mean, the I mean, the back the back Chester. It's you know, Apple had it uh, pretty easy. They didn't have to try to implement back. They already they just they're just basically two things you do with with their navigation but, pill thing. Which right? is fun. Which is funny that you say that because you hand me an iOS phone and I can't do anything because I can't get back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah. Like my my wife will hand me her phone and say, "Here, you do this or whatever," and I, and I'll. I'll, I'll get lost and I'm like, I just want to get back to what I was doing. Why is there a back button? <laughs> and, it, and, and it seems I mean, so archaic remember. and I know it gets, it goes against Steve Jobs's, you know, you don't need any buttons kind of design theory and all that sort of stuff. But, um, a back button is very immensely functional for these phones. But for a long time back on Android was an absolute disaster. Oh, you could nightmare. never tell what that button was going to yeah, do. Yeah. True. It was a true. grab back. Well, well, that was, but that was part of the fun, right? It was the, <laughs> yeah. what's going to happen. It was an it's Easter like egg. Playing, playing the lottery every time you press the button. Is this going to close admit- my app or is this just going to go back a screen? It did make life know. interesting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still have apps every now and then where I hit the back button and it, it spits me out to the ma- main screen. I'm like, God, no, you're supposed to go back in the app. Why is it? It's 2019. Every once in a while that happening? happens, totally. I'm just perplexed <laughs> why this is such a focus in Android now, so far down the line. Um, well, I mean, like, so, so Google Google posted, you know, had this post or, or shared. I thought I had the story in the rundown and it's not there anymore. But basically details, uh, data around their testing on gestures mm. and, and really testing how fast people are able to do the things they want to do when it's button nav versus gesture nav versus all these different things. And Google's a very data-driven company. And so yes. when they put, to, to, you know, seven things side by side and they find that, and boggling my mind, you know, they find that the gesture navigation that we have in Android Q right now is actually the fastest to get people to the home screen or to mm-hmm. go back or whatever than any of the other versions that they've done. They're going to use that, Google being what Google is, right. as the indicator that this is what we absolutely have to do. Um, the data. And it might be it, yeah. faster. But I don't know. But I, I still don't feel like it's right. I don't feel like it's nailed. Which is not to say that I don't agree with gesture gestural navigation. Change is hard. You get used to it. Like I'm totally used to using the gesture navigation in Android Q. I'm just not convinced that it's the best approach. And here we are, third year of Google trying gestures. I'm gar- I guarantee you we're going to be back here again next year with like Google made some new changes to the gestures and it's even better now. Andrew and it's R. like, cool, four years later, we're still working on trying to get it right. No, it'll be yeah, great is next year when they roll out their uh, new messaging app based on gestures. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and you know what's super confusing about the, the gesture system now is they basically admitted they're going to release this in a state that it doesn't work with third-party launchers. Yes. Yeah. Which is super bizarre i think oh, my launchers uh, those, have those are broken. those are some of the most popular apps on android 
uh, like pe- and people who are into custom launchers are, are really into them. Yeah. Um, and you're just not going to be able to use Jester Nav. And it sounds like it might take like a full like OTA system update to make it compatible. Yeah. Like it won't just be something that can come in through play services or mainline or whatever. Right. Right. Um, can I show you very quickly just in my little overhead, Victor, if you don't mind, this is what happens when I do the gesture. Uh, the whole screen just gets taken over because I'm on a third party launcher. So it's just <laughs> it, it just makes no sense. So so wait a minute, what are you showing what are you showing right now? This is just This is the gesture when I when I go to the recent app screen so that I can oh. go yeah. It's like it's like zoomed way in. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's I see. super zoomed in. Oh yeah, in. it's like cropped up at the yeah. top. Oh, you you did the gesture already. Yeah, That's, I did the I gesture thought, and this is what comes I thought you up. were doing the gesture le- to the yeah, left and right. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. This uh, is can you do it again? Do can, what happens what happens when you do it? Let's see you do it. So, I know I'm on a different launcher. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's all it's that like, is weird. What? Why is it doing that? Because I'm on a third party. It does this on launch air and it does this on this one, which we'll talk about later. Huh. Um so yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah. Right. It just it oh, happened it with the reasons. last beta update. I started to get this. Oh, that's I just strange. live with it, you know. That's just I'm a I'm a diehard oh. Android user. I just live with it. Yeah. Well, well listen, Flo, if you wanted to if you wanted to live with something else. Huawei might have something coming your mm. way that you'd be interested mm. in. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> something harmonious. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we were talking about the telenovela that is Huawei in the United States. Uh, and when the uh, government restrictions on Huawei came down, Huawei said, well, we're going to make our own OS. And sure enough, they did. Um, Huawei's Android alternative Harmony OS uh, was recently shown off at Huawei's developer conference. They touted it as a fast, as faster and safer than Android. Yeah. Uh, Harmony OS is a lightweight system which pre- with performance boosts compared to Android and is safer as there's no root access available. Um, this sounds a lot like Tizen. Um, the primary aim is for IoT, but it said that if Huawei was to lose access to Android, it could be deployed in a heartbeat. I believe I read it was within days it could be deployed. Um, the, the presentation was pretty technical as it was a developer conference, um, and they spent a lot of time comparing Apple uh, and Google's OSs to Harmony OS. Uh, they mentioned that devs will be able to port apps over from Android using Huawei's Arc compiler, um, and they also avoided using the word smartphones throughout the presentation. And what I find even more interesting is that Harmony OS is open source. And so mm. clearly Huawei is going that route mm. to try and get the development community to get some momentum behind this. And uh, this is going to power their Honor TV, right? Uh, that, that's the big device that this will be will, – is going to be first uh, being revealed in. Uh, but, you know, anything happens with Android and Huawei, they've got Harmony waiting in the wings now. Uh, so we'll be curious to see how it goes. Uh, Ryan, what do, what do you make of Huawei and this uh, Android competitor potential? Um, I I feel like this will en- eventually just be something they hold over Google's head to make sure that uh, all parties are doing everything possible to make sure that Huawei continues to get access to Android. I don't think it really wants to put this on phones um, <laughs> because if you do that, you're suddenly you're losing you know all of the Android stuff you've already done, yeah. and a lot of Huawei's market is in China and Google's not there, but they've they they've got their own app store and everything there, and people use Android apps. And if 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 they put Harmony OS on a phone and sell it to people, they suddenly become responsible for you know this this whole new software stack that they don't have to manage right now. Um, 
it's just I feel like it, you know, I could I could definitely see them putting this on TVs and watches and IoT devices. I think that I think the phones are going to keep being Android. Yeah. Following the Tizen model, right? Samsung, you know, th- like you said, Ron, this sounded very similar to what Samsung was saying a few years back as far as Tizen being a possible, you know, offshoot, a side, a side tangent away from Android. And that's basically been relegated to just their wearables at this point. And mind you, their wearables are great, but Tizen works mm-hmm. for for that. And to uproot the entire the Android tie-in would be such a huge endeavor. And there's yeah. no guarantees I mean, there. If Samsung couldn't do it, you know, it's hard to say that Huawei could pull it off. I mean, one one interesting thing about Harmony OS is that it, it has a, it has a, what's called a microkernel uh, architecture, which is the same thing Google is using on Fuchsia. Right. Um, so it is presumably very uh, flexible and you can sort of develop the OS once and deploy it on multiple devices. Whereas then on Android, you have to make uh, like you have to make low level changes for every piece of hardware you install it on because it's the Linux kernel. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Harmony OS might be like a better operating system than Android, like in a vacuum. I don't know. But yeah. we already have Android. It's on everything. All of the software is Android. Uh, and before this was announced, there were uh, there were reports that Huawei was going to build in some sort of, of emulation for Android apps, and they didn't do that. They mm. just said that it will be simple, apparently, for for developers to turn their Android apps into Harmony OS apps. Um, I don't know if it actually will be simple, but yeah, they're they're not they're not saying that this is is Android compatible out of the box. <laughs> Simpler than recoding your app top to bottom. Maybe. Yeah, sure. it's a, yeah, it's a very, it's a very vague. vague right. It's simple-ish, kind of. <laughs> Simpler than the alternative. I mean, Samsung said the same thing about Tizen, and yeah. there's so many yeah. apps that have not made it over to that ecosystem. So. Oh yeah, it, yeah. It, I mean, it did. People just don't have time. Anything. There's all, there's not enough time in this world to code for so many yeah. systems. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens if if they even need to, needed to pull that card. And uh, at this point, we just don't know the answer. To I that. feel like it was a response to all of the news surrounding them. And, and oh, for they sure. They were like, yeah. we should just yeah. go ahead and tell people what's been going on. Well, and if also if they're if they're actually are using it in devices like TVs and things like that, it's a real thing. Yeah. So like, good good for them. And and totally. I, you know, I think I think Ryan's comment is great. Is that now you know they they backed up the rumors with a real product, and so now Google's got to take note and do everything they can, and you know, work with the government, do all they can to make sure that they maintain uh, access to Android. So uh, this is yeah. a good move by them, as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned. It, it showed that they actually did something. Yeah. That's a good point, Ron. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, fu- the fundamental problem, though, is that if things are bad enough that they can't use Android, then I don't think Huawei has the market force to make a new operating system work. They're not going right. to have access to the technology in the markets that they would need to make that that functional. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Um, I mean, it would have to get very bad for them if they had to just say, well, we're not going to use Android anymore. And at that point, yeah. like, you're not going to make Harmony OS work either. Totally. Totally agree. Uh, new security feature for Android phones uh, that uses fingerprint or pin lock code for your phone to authenticate for Google's web services for the first time. Authentication so far, of course, has been done via an app on the phone uh, if you're doing something kind of along these lines. This is first appearing in Chrome for Android. Uh, if you visit, and this didn't work for me, so maybe, I don't know, maybe it hasn't hit my account or maybe I have a setting that's preventing it. But if you visit passwords.google.com on your phone, you may be prompted to authenticate 
to gain access by using your fingerprint sensor. And uh, it's limited phones right now. They have plans to roll this out to all Android devices 7.0 and above within a few days. 7.0 is when they introduced FIDO2 framework that actually makes this possible. Uh, Flo, you're trying it right now. Did oh, ask I'm, you? Yeah, I'm. I'm maybe open. don't. Maybe don't cut to it because it's, it's password, you know, <laughs> vault. But um, did it give you a, an, any sort of option for authenticating with a fingerprint? So yeah, I wasn't able to get it. I did it in a third-party browser, though. Oh, okay. Not in Chrome. Oh, it's it's definitely. A, I think it's a yeah, Chrome. It's thing. a Chrome thing, and it might not work on the developer preview. I feel like there oh, might be that might some be component there that's not like official or right. secured or whatever. That that makes that would make sense. Um, this is the same framework that allows an Android device to be a physical security key right. if you want to do this. And ultimately, Google has made no qualms in the past about you know about hoping to kind of change passwords, as it were, as a, as an access point and make it um, make things more secure, easier to use, that sort of stuff. So this kind of I use falls it for my bank that. account. Why not use it for everything else? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny that the site that Google chose to implement their password-free login method is the password manager. <laughs> I feel like they're trying to tell us. That. Yes. Yeah, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? The, the password cool. is password manager. Password. All right. Uh, <laughs> I love that show. All right. Well, let's take a break and thank our first sponsor. Uh, this episode of All About Android is brought to you by LegalZoom. Uh, and so, listen, we're right in the middle of summer. It's hot out. You're they're thinking about relaxing and vacation. The last thing you're thinking about is finally completing your last will or living trust. But let me tell you, now is actually the perfect time to do it during National Make-A-Will Month at LegalZoom. And let me tell you, ever since my two little babies arrived, this has been forefront on my mind. And now that I've got a family and I've got assets and I had a whole thing, it is time to make a will. Uh, and I'm going to do it at LegalZoom because, listen, for more than 18 years, LegalZoom has developed a straightforward way for you to protect what you care about the most, your family and assets. Uh, it starts with a last will or living trust estate plan. If that sounds confusing, don't worry. LegalZoom can help. They have a ton of online resources for you to figure out what's right for you. And if that's not enough, their network of independent attorneys can provide advice if you need more direction. LegalZoom isn't a law firm, so you won't be billed by the hour. And it's easy to fit what you need uh, to get done uh, within your busy schedule. Join over 1 million people that have counted on LegalZoom for a will or living trust before another summer passes by. Don't let it be Labor Day and be like, ah, I didn't do my living will. Right? This is this is on the top of my to-do list, uh, and I'm going to make sure that we get it done, and LegalZoom is going to help me do it. So make things easier for, for you and for those you care about the most. Check out LegalZoom's last will and living trust estate plans now during National Make-A-Will Month at LegalZoom.com and use code AAA. Be sure to enter code AA at LegalZoom.com. That's LegalZoom.com and enter code AA for special savings. LegalZoom, where life meets legal. Thanks, LegalZoom. Thank you, LegalZoom. Yeah. For all the legal things. All and the legal things. Now, a pretty pretty important hardware section, I think. All all the hardware things. All the hardware things. All the things. <laughs> So many things. So many things, except we're not talking about all the things. We're basically just talking about the note things and a few other the things. The main note things. So, oh, right. Uh, that thing. So last you may have week, heard. Last week, the day after our show, I believe, right? It was last Wednesday, right, Jason? Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah, you were on hand along with Leo and the crew, and uh, you were at uh, you were watching and uh, commentating on the Samsung Unpacked event, which revealed the Galaxy Note 10 and 10 Plus. Um, these were uh, widely 
leaked and we knew a lot that was coming our way, but we got it confirmed. So the Samsung uh, Note 10 and 10 Plus running Snapdragon 855 Plus uh, with 8 gig of RAM or 12 gig of RAM. Uh, and the Note 10 has got a 6.3 inch display and the 10 Plus has got a 6.8 inch AMOLED Infinity O displays. Um, HDR10 certified. Uh, DisplayMate says that it's the best OLED ever. Big surprise. Not just the best OLED, the best OLED ever. Um, Never saw that coming. Got, the Note's got a 3,500 milliamp battery. The Note Plus, uh, the 10 Plus has got a 4,300 milliamp battery. Uh, the Note 10 Plus capable of 45 watt charging with with special brick. Wow, that's um, fast. it's got a 10 megapixel front facing camera, triple rear camera action with an ultra wide 16 megapixel, a standard 12 megapixel, and a telephoto 12 megapixel, along with time of flight sensor. Um, you get a micro SD slot only on the 10 Plus. And uh, get this, a little reversal of fortunes. You know, previously Samsung had ads that made fun of Apple and the lack of their headphone jack. Well, kiss the headphone jack goodbye on the Note 10 and 10 Plus. Uh, so much so that they removed those ads because um, you got to walk the walk. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, IP68 certified uh, active S Pen with new six-axis accelerometer and gyroscope for air actions for gestures, the aforementioned gestures. Um, and get this, everybody. I hope you're all sitting down. Samsung DeX now runs on Windows and Mac OS. So, you know, uh, expanded DeX support, which I think is pretty cool. Um, if you want the Note 10, it's going to cost you $949. The Note 10 Plus will cost you $1,099. Uh, and if you're waiting for 5G, uh, those are going to be coming later, and those will be priced at $1,299. Um, you- and just a couple other random things to note. Uh, no Bixby, but no Bixby button. Uh, sort of. Uh, the power button can be remapped to be a Bixby button if you really want to. Yeah, if you want to <laughs> double tap the power button, you can assign it to Bixby. Ugh. But there's no dedicated Bixby button. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Um, an AR doodle for uh, scanning real world objects and turning them into digital animation and memes because you got to have that little meme generating software. Um, and a zoom in mic feature for video recording. So, Jason, you were on hand at the event. Was the Note 10 and 10 Plus everything that you dreamed it would be? I mean, you expect the Note 10 to have, you know, interesting new cool features, and it does. You expect it to be expensive, and it is. Um, it's it, it fills that slot in Samsung's uh, library, and I'm sure it won't disappoint for people who have a lot of money to throw at phones, and especially for those who like their S Pen. You know, the S Pen is probably better than it's ever been now. It's active. Uh, you know, rechargeable lithium-ion battery, so you know it, it, the battery's going to last longer. I don't know how so, useful the air gestures are, but that's different, I suppose. Ryan, what do you think? Cause you wrote about this so as well. Did they did they tell you that the S Pen has a lithium-ion battery now? I read that earlier today, and and hmm. so I'm See, wondering because, uh, the source now that you're mentioning. The, it. During the event, uh, the guy on stage like used the word battery, and, and we were all like, "Huh, is that?" Did he mean that, or was that like a slip of the tongue? And we were under the impression from our conversations with the Samsung, we, uh, we, I mean, you know, the Android police staff, right. uh, were under the impression that it was still a capacitor, like in the in the oh. previous Note phone. Uh, but it might be, it might be a lithium-ion battery. I, I don't know for sure. But um, if it is, that would make me wonder how fast it's going to charge when you put it in in the uh, in the docking port on the phone. Because one of the real advantages of the Note Nine with uh, you know, they added the battery to that, but it charged in literally 20 seconds. 
right. know if you can do that with a lithium-ion battery, at least not safely, if you want the battery to last. Uh, see, I know I read it earlier today, and that's why I put it in there. Um, but now I'm wondering if if that's one of the articles that I linked to, if that was something else. Um, I, I feel like I feel like uh, there's there's some some uncertainty going around. Okay. Actually, we should probably reach out to Samsung and like find out for sure. Yeah. But, um, I, but yeah, I mean, so like the S Pen is, I mean, that's why this phone exists. It's, there are people who just still really, really want a stylus on a smartphone. And the S Pen is neat. Um, you know, there are times when, you know, you, you want to tap something very precisely and your your big sausage fingers are just not good enough for that. <laughs> um, and, you know, and that's, that's the S Pen. It is far and away the best stylus you can get on a smartphone. Uh, and even if the battery does die, that, that just turns off like the, the remote button clicking and now like the motion Mm-hmm. Uh, features it still works as as a stylus and um you know it it's very good at what it does okay um so i found okay so i did some searching around samsung newsroom six days ago august 8th 2019 uh post titled the best s pen yet so samsung says the latest s pen features is, okay blah 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 thanks to its 350 uah so that's not milliamp hours it's just what is that uah uh lithium tight titanate battery weird i will be interested to see how well that works so i will put that in the show notes for anyone that wants to and then i'm gonna put it in doc chat so you can see it with a device <laughs> or just like a triple a battery or a, like a, well, it's a, it's <laughs> a quadruple a now there you that's go. the one yeah, the, the, phone, the phone would have to be even bigger yeah to, to <laughs> True. and there still um, wouldn't be room for a headphone jack True. Yeah. Well, Ryan, I think you're spot on in that that you know that the, the audience for that loves their S Pen and loves the Note, every every iteration comes back for it. And so, like you know, while I think these prices are astronomical and ridiculous, I think some of these features aren't for me. The Note loyalists are like a real audience. They are a real group of and users you, that that and Samsung has has cultivated over all these years. I mean, and Samsung offers insane trade in values if you have like yes. the last Note phone. They'll give you, I think they, I think it's six hundred bucks right now for that phone, as long as it turns on mm-hmm. and isn't obviously damaged. That's that's a good, that's, that's a good value. Very good um, value. So, you know, it's you're basically taking half or more than half of the price of this of the new phone off if you know if you're willing to trust Samsung to not screw up the trade in. Yeah, and, uh, and just a little bit of a tip for anyone who's like a diehard Note fan or even the S, the the S10, the S series, when they give you the pre pre order, which is basically just pre register to get an email the second it's available, do that whether you plan on buying it or not, because usually you end up getting a bonus. And this this time around, I think you got like a an instant two hundred dollars credit at the Samsung store for anything in the store. You had to redeem it at the point of purchasing the phone, though, and you had to get that email. The only way you got that is if pre-registered so kind of just a, a pro tip for the for the future samsung is really good at packing in all of this extra value if you're kind of dedicated to the samsung brand enough to to kind of pre-register for stuff well and you know they removed the headphone jack so you could get those cool those headphones and or, or, or their headphones which are you know mm-hmm. like 150 bucks uh so totally falls right into that 200 dollars price range now it works on your phone that doesn't have a headphone port so those buds really do work well, though. I mean, they're awesome. The Galaxy buds, yeah, yeah, I yeah. like them. Yeah, they are. They're they're pretty good. I like I like that the case is so teeny tiny. I actually, yes. have me too. Right now, 
Okay, it's like I it, have mine. In, they're always in, in my like, purse. They're always in my you purse. You can slip and I it in like the uh, in, in the fifth months. pocket of a pair of jeans, yep. and it just fits in there just right. Yep. The, the tiny pocket, the, the earbuds yep. pocket. Yes, yeah. that's what they're called. That they've that's what they were created to be. Uh, many many <laughs> decades ago. Uh, All right. So yeah, well, so Jason, so Note Ten. Uh, I th- I'd say some thumbs up. I've got mine pre-ordered. I'm waiting for it. Cool. And uh, get to play around with it. And yeah, I will give right. a review of that for sure. It's just a lot. <laughs> so, so Jason, you've got something really really interesting on the table that we've been talking about recently. Uh, you know, just a, a thing that's been part of the uh, Far. part of the Android zeitgeist for quite a while. Since dating- well, what, I, what I like is like we almost conjured this into existence, right? Because like a couple of weeks ago, we're like, whatever happened to that thing? Yeah. And now it's on the table. Yes. And that's how the world works. We mentioned it on the show. And then, then a week later, it becomes real. This is the JBL link bar. Uh, the JBL link bar is, if you remember... Back at Google I.O. 2018, mm, yes. it was first announced on stage. Everybody freaked out about it because it was the first uh, like premium soundbar with Assistant and Android TV baked into it. Mm-hmm. It was a, a collaboration of JBL and Google. Uh, and then it was delayed for more than a year. And everybody's yeah. like, well, you made such a big deal of this on yeah. stage. Like, why don't we have it yet? We want to see it. We want to see it. Well, it's finally available for sale. Uh, and we have it right here. This is just a first look because I have not had any time to really poke through it. So I'm definitely going to give a full review. But just to give you a sense of the soundbar itself, and I'll, I'll pull it up for a close-up here in a second. Two, uh, two uh, 0.8 inch tweeters, four 1.7 inch and by 3.2 inch full range speakers all the way around. It's got these little base ports on the side. Uh, 100 watts of maximum power. As a f- only this, I feel like this is really small. Four gigs of onboard storage for an Android TV device. If you're going to be installing apps, does it, does it have oh. like a does it have a regular USB port yeah. or like no. a micro SD slot? It does not. So really, so it has, where do you put the ROMs? It has a that US kind of crazy. It is really crazy. It has a USB C port that's labeled service. I'm pretty certain mm. that's not going to give you any file access through there. I will certainly try that out. But no, there's no micro SD card slot, no USB port for expandable storage. So four gigs of onboard storage is what you get. Right out of I the mean, you box. could you could technically, I guess, mount network storage in Android TV. That's but, true. Yeah, that's. I mean, but it's kind of yeah, weird. But the, but the, 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 latency, the, la- the latency on that is going to be unpredictable, and and yeah, that's not a yeah. I mean, it, you uh, if you've got if if you've got it like wired to a, a gigabit switch, then you'll be fine. But otherwise, I don't know if you want to rely on. So that. this is yeah. not for a person who has a really uh, intricate media setup at home. Well, I mean, maybe maybe you have like a server, like a Plex server or, you know, yes. a media center server going on in another room, in which case you would install the app on here. Yes, and that what would if work I wanted fine. ROMs? Uh, well, I, I don't think this I, is I don't know. like that, though. Yeah, I don't think this yeah, is I mean, like I guess, the... I guess this is like the mass market Android TV yeah. device, right? right? It's like if you care about ROMs on your TV, you're probably going to buy a Shield. Yeah, well, I, bought, anyway. I bought a Mi Box because... Well, yeah. How'd that okay. work out for you? Yeah. It's still working. Yeah, the remote started working again. I just I just oh, prayed great. to God and it worked. <laughs> so this has three 4K HDMI inputs, one 4K HDMI arc output. Okay. Uh, Chromecast is built in. It supports Bluetooth 4.2 with a Bluetooth button on the top, as well as the remote, which so I'll show in a second. So you can use it as just a casting device as part of a home group. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, yeah. So basically, think of this as like a soundbar Google Home with Android TV built into it. 
mm-hmm. soundbar uh, kind of uh, you know version of Google. Does Home. it come with a woofer? Uh, woofer is an optional add-on, so it's mm-hmm. a ten-inch, three hundred watt subwoofer. Mm-hmm. It's the JBL SW10 is available. It's designed specifically to be paired with the JBL Link Bar. That is two hundred ninety-nine dollars. This soundbar <laughs> itself is three hundred ninety-nine dollars. Wow! Yikes. You know what? You know it's cheaper than this. Almost any two point one soundbar and a Shield TV. Yeah, um, that, I bought the so I bought the Polk Magnify series, and it came with a subwoofer, and it also has Google Casting, and that cost me three hundred twenty bucks after tax and buying a warranty for it. Yeah, um, and I'm incredibly happy with my purchase. It's it's a right. wonderful soundbar. I had gone. I would hoped to buy this. Yeah, you were kind of. I was kind of hoping, for it, but right? you know, I already have a Mi Box, and I really wanted to just get a soundbar in my house. Yeah. So I decided to go for sound first instead of yeah um, something that integrated it all. We had we had a little bit of audio running through earlier when we were kind of setting it up. We can't pass through the TV, the the video feed. We had an issue with the video mm-hmm. being compatible with our TriCaster. So this is like I said, this is really just a first look ahead of a full review. Uh, and the sound sounded pretty good, but you know it's lacking without a subwoofer. It's there's not a whole That's lot the big of low thing end for me. Is the subwoofer because I I feel like when you have this in the living room and yeah, I can get all swallowed. I mean, up come on, you're watching kidding. Stranger Things. You need that. Boom, 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 you know, you need, in the beginning. Of the- you feel like your your, yes, exactly. your guts are rattling. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I I hear you. I hear you. And to pay an extra three hundred dollars for that for me is just, wow. Uh, yeah, you got to be a JBL super fan. Uh, so we've had we've had our review unit for like a week. Um, Stephen Shank is is working mm-hmm. on our review, so I asked him what he was what what he thinks of it so far, and he said uh, should probably be a bit cheaper, but it's not garbage. So okay. <laughs> really, That's really, I mean, they should highly of it. They should print, print that on the box. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the mid range version of this, of these things <sighs> work just as darn well as the $700 high end versions. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this doesn't have want. a cheaper version. This specific model doesn't have a cheaper version, but there are plenty of what, other. What was the sound you said that this was? It, it's not 2.1. Well, I mean, basically when you have, when you have a subwoofer. Uh, with no satellite speakers in the rear, and then you've got this. That's what? That's a that's a two two point one or three point one okay. because you've got the center channel, right? So, so it's, got the sti- left, it's right, still two point one. And then the, the subwoofer. Three point so one, right? Three point yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. there is a switch on the top so you can mute the far field uh mics. Uh so that's nice. It's a hardware switch. Um and really, like I said, it's you know, it, its differentiator is that it's a Google Home soundbar essentially, mm-hmm. uh, with Android TV integrated. So if you use voice commands like, hey, G, uh, play Stranger Things on Netflix, it will open Netflix on your Android TV mm-hmm. and launch the episode. It can also operate your TV, like turn it on from nothing. So so it doesn't mm-hmm. require your TV to be on in order to be operating. When the TV is off, it is essentially a Google Home. And it's always you know listening right. for the wake right. command. You could say, turn on the TV and it would do that. Uh, that sort of stuff. And then you would switch the HDMI on the remote? Well, you could switch the source with your voice. Uh, You could do that with a remote. I do have the remote here. It does come ship with a remote uh, as well, which is, you know, I mean, whatever. It's a remote. It has a Netflix button on it. Of course it's got a Netflix button. Uh. The assistant (laughs) button and everything. So, um, 
so I'm very curious to put it through its paces and see how it is. I mean, from a build quality standpoint, everything seems pretty nice. I, like I said, the yeah. sound is, is pretty good from my very brief time with it uh, as we were unboxing I, it, getting it all set up. Uh, so I'm looking forward to putting it in my living room and seeing how it goes. I'm completely intrigued by this because, you know, I'm at home – we have a TV with Chromecast, and I just bought a cheap little Vizio soundbar. You know, because unlike Flo, I don't I don't have the greatest home entertainment system right now because we're in a one bedroom apartment with babies. But um, there is frustration with the other half of my household that isn't as power usery as myself and gets frustrated with Chromecast. And I gotta say, the Android TV option of having a remote and pulling mm-hmm. up a UI is really, I think, is you know, admittedly, I agree, Shield all the way. You know, the NVIDIA Shield is the second entry in the Android Hall of Fame, let's not forget. But um, the, you know, having the soundbar and just plugging it in and being able to access Android TV and have a UI that also works with Chromecast, but then can run those apps and have Assistant built in and have a visual representation of Assistant, I think could be a game changer if it got into enough households and got into enough of that mainstream, uh, you know, just kind of average user uh, to really kind of change their home theater experience. Um, time will tell if the price works and if it, you know, without this, because the problem is that if you, if you care about sound and you like the sound of a subwoofer, that price just kills, it just kills it. It's a lot so, of money. It's a lot of money for a sound bar setup. Yeah. It is. For sure. Considering what I just purchased from a rival brand. So I'm like, Ooh. right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Good, good alternatives. And, I have a video, Vizio you... set up at home and you know, yeah. it's got the satellite subwoofer with two rear uh, speakers as well. Mm. So, I mean, the, and, and it was, it was like half the cost of what this is with the subwoofer. So, and that's the thing you, you can know. just go to the it store and you just choose your assistant now. It's, is it, is it Amazon or is it Google? What do you want? And then choose the model. Yeah, yeah, but having everything integrated in into one mo- into one base like this could either be the greatest thing in the world or it could be the biggest downfall because as we've seen with smart TVs, things are many things are integrated into our smart TVs, and uh, that can actually be a big disadvantage. You know, uh, yeah. things just don't yeah. operate as well as they could. Things fall out of date. They don't get updated. Remotes not working. Yeah. I will say we talked about this a couple of weeks when Patrick Norton was on the show and I said the be- the best advice Patrick gave me geez like 10 years ago back at Revision 3 was uh don't buy a TV with with crap on it just buy a dumb monitor and plug yeah. boxes into it really hard you know? to and do now, now now you can't now you know and I I made the mistake of buying a Vizio that had Chromecast built in because I was like oh great I'll minimize the dongle and Vizio hasn't updated it for 3 years oh, now no right yeah, yeah. So, so I, I actually I have, have one it. of those yeah, right. The smartcasts. It's yeah. it's yeah. No, I I but I knew going in that it was going to be not updated and bad. So I just bought a Chromecast Ultra like at the same time. I did I did the same thing. Yeah. So now we now I'm using an HDMI port that has a that has a dongle, and because it's a smaller TV and one HDMI port's going to my computer, and there's only one other one. Yeah. Uh, until Amazon finally relented and put Chromecast on the Prime Video app, every time I'd want to watch Amazon, I'd have to unplug the Chromecast oh. and plug in my DVD player. No way to and live. Then use the Amazon app. Oh, it was awful. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah just just you know, buy a dumb monitor, buy the dumbest monitor you can that looks the best, and plug crap into it. That's the way to go. Yeah. So. Yeah. So review forthcoming of the JBL uh, Link Bar. Definitely looking forward to putting it through its paces, and uh, that will be in the near future. All right. All right. Um, And then finally, rumors, because it's always fun. Well, 
Is it a rumor? Who knows? Isn't this? I mean, we've been talking about the Pixel Four and what's coming with it, and at this point, it all just feels like it's just out there. Rumors, uh, leaks, whatever they are. <laughs> but so, what we've been hearing lately is that the Pixel Four, both the Pixel Four and Pixel Four XL, uh, will have ninety hertz displays, <gasps> which should make your scrolling experience that much more smoother, buttery so, smooth. Uh, both of the pixels will have a feature called smooth display, which is uh, what the 90 hertz display is. Uh, the OnePlus 7 Pro and Razer Phone 2 have this refresh rate too. Uh, so it's kind of in line with what's happening with high-end smartphones these days. Uh, Camera-wise, there's also been some more rumblings. Uh, there are two rear cameras with a 12, two, 12 megapixel lenses with phase detect autofocus. Excuse me. One 12 megapixel lens with phase detect autofocus and one 16 megapixel telephoto lens for that super zoom. Uh, there will also be DSLR supporting features in the camera app. So not an attachment uh, like was reported earlier that rumbling's been going around. Also, there's going to be some new assistant features coming exclusively to the Pixel 4, which, I mean, I, that you know, Google does that. It's like, Get the new phone. Get these new features first. I'm sure eventually they'll make their way to the rest of us, but some things to look forward to. I think that, I mean, and they kind of alluded to this, Google alluded to this at I.O., that the fact that on-device assistant stuff uh, is going to be a big yes, deal yes, on yes. the Pixel 4 and that they're going, to have, they're going to have something going on with the hardware internally to enable more on-device stuff. And uh, so I'm, I'm curious about that. How do you that. market I'm, that? <laughs> uh, as, a, as a safer, kind of like all the power of Assistant without sending us all your data. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess you know it's, I mean? I guess it's like that. Which it? I don't know if that's true. But does it work? <laughs> does that even work? I mean, uh, it could just, they could just say, hey, Assistant works in airplane mode on this phone. Yeah, mm. well, that's, that's the better way to put it. Yes. <laughs> that's oh, great. Don't, so people don't just be on the airplane the like, privacy. hey, right. don't give people any reason. <laughs> right, right. Hey, it works online and offline on the Pixel 4. What? <laughs> that would be a big deal, right? People would see Assistant and immediately be like, what? Wait a minute. I don't have to be online. I could be. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool, actually. Okay. Looks like we figured out the marketing. <laughs> we figured so, it out. We know everything. Go, about the, I'm sure they'll they'll give it some some fancy capitalized name. They'll they'll yeah. brand it as something. Yes. But America offline. <laughs> and yeah. I'm excited for the 90 hertz display, though. I mean, once you if you've been using like a um, you know a phone that has that the OnePlus 7 Pro or a Razer phone, uh, I think more so the OnePlus 7 Pro because that's an OLED yeah. like this will be. Uh, you get used to the way that looks. And Google has always prioritized the smoothness of its animations on Pixel phones. So I think that it would really, really benefit That's from true. having a high refresh rate display. That's true. Yeah. 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 God, do you remember, though, there were so many years where animations on Android were just garbage. <laughs> yeah, so da, da, many. Da, 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 <laughs> jittery. And so thankfully, we've we've moved at least through it. It's not perfect, but it's way better than it used to be. At least, yeah. at least Google's paying attention to that I just now. came off of doing reviewing a bunch of 144 hertz uh, laptop monitors, laptop screens. So your I'm eyes are spoiled. Yeah, and now I'm back into like my old plebeian computer lifestyle. And it's, <laughs> I understand yeah, it's, it's now. Lot, it's Yes, I would like to see that on my phone. <laughs> it's a lot easier to appreciate a high refresh rate on a big screen, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've gone back and forth between a bunch of phones, you know, since, since the OnePlus 7 Pro came out. And whatever 
whenever every time I use it, I think, oh, this is nice. This looks really smooth. Yeah. And it's it's like impressive and it's visually, I think, you know, different when you pick it up. And then when you go to a phone that's back at six years, you're like, oh, this is kind of weird. But after a couple hours, you stop seeing it so much. Yep. Right. Um, so it's not like life changing, but it is it's still desirable. Yes. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's desirable. If given yeah. the option, I would choose it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break and then we'll hop into some app news. Then we've got the arena, of course. So a lot to look forward to. But first, let's take a moment. Thank the sponsor of this episode of All About Android, and that is DoorDash. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Makes it super easy to, uh, you know, if, you, if you're lazy, you don't want to leave the house, but you definitely want the food from that restaurant. And DoorDash makes it simple for you to get that food. Have you, maybe you've had a long day at work or maybe you've had a tough day at school. Maybe you're still stuck at the office and you're not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, you can treat yourself to the meal that you deserve on demand from your favorite restaurant. Restaurants come to you with DoorDash so you don't have to go to them. And ordering is very easy. Just use the DoorDash app and choose what you want to eat and a Dasher will bring it to you anywhere you happen to be. And so, you know, you're going to find your favorite pizza joint on DoorDash. You're also going to find over 340,000 other awesome restaurants uh, there to choose from. DoorDash connects you with door-to-door delivery in over 3,300 cities in all 50 states and Canada. So you can order from your local go-tos or you can choose from your favorite chains. If you like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, the Cheesecake Factory, just to name a few. Uh, you're going to find them there. Don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. And, man, this this ad read is making me hungry. Mm. Apparently, I need to let dinner come to me. Okay, dinner, come to me. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code ANDROID. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and the Play Store and enter promo code Android. And that's promo code Android for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. And we thank them uh, for their support of this show. All right. And now it's uh, speaking of apps, it's time for some app news. <laughs> oh, I love it. It happens. So speaking of apps, it just so happens that the app that brings you apps to your phone is sucking up battery life. <laughs> Darn. Um, so Google Play Services 18.3.82 is apparently zapping people's standby battery in a very major way. So since Play Services is on, is on all Google-sanctioned Android devices, this will affect a majority of folks. So to check for yourself, you can go to the battery stats in settings and then show full device usage. Uh, sometimes this is hiding in the more. Uh, menu. And if PlaySet Services is one of the top battery suckers and the chart shows a rapid decline, you probably have the bad update. Of course, you can also check the version number uh, down at the very end of the uh, down at the very end of the screen. Some folks have said that disabling location for the Google app uh, stops the battery drainage. Possibly this could be a short-term fix, but with its own repercussions, of course. No word from Google yet on whether there's a fix. I will say that I was checking on this myself while I was uh, while we were doing the ad read, and it my app is not nothing is updated, so I'm I'm behind on some updates. You're behind on some so updates. So I haven't. I'm yeah. not plagued by this. It's yeah, weird because I'm I'm getting I'm getting Google Play Services is my second most 
hmm. app draining, but only 8% um, so. behind WhatsApp, which is 19%, which is a little more disconcerting than, than anything else. Um, yeah. Is 8% is about in the range of what it should be, or should it be less than that? I think it should probably be less than that. Yeah. yeah eight is eight is high. Um, it might. I mean, I, I feel like you probably probably have the drain thing and it's just it just looks like it's not as big of a piece of your battery just because you've got another app that's strangely taking up even more. Um, <laughs> but I, whatever that app. I mean, I had um, I had this on some devices and not and not on others. Um, yeah. So I don't I don't know what's up, but. Google needs to stop doing this stuff. I mean, I, I know that there are lots of advantages to rolling out features through play services because not everybody gets updates on time, mm -hmm. but they keep doing these weird things. Like, like uh, was uh, maybe earlier this year or last year, they just changed the the battery saver settings on everybody's phone accidentally. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember that. Like why? Like they, they this should not be happening. Yeah, yeah, um, and especially like Google Play services being such an integral part of Android devices now and affecting so many devices, right? Uh, at the end of the day, it is just another app updated through the Play Store. So it falls... If, if one thing wrong happens with Google Play services, the effects are very widespread. And this, is kind of, well, this is kind of what you see as a result of that. I, I will say, um, you know, I'm on the OnePlus 7 Pro, and under the on the battery screen, it does say apps are running normally. And when I tap on that, it says your apps are using a normal amount of battery. If apps use too much battery, your phone will suggest actions you can take. So well, Play Services is ex is exempted from all of that. Is it? Mm. Oh, you think so? Is it really? Or I'm pretty sure. Like you, like if you yeah. go to like the battery optimization stuff, you can't even manually That's true. disallow Play Services. Right. Right. So it, I would assume that the, I would assume that the battery menu just assumes that that's fine because it, it's supposed <laughs> to be doing a lot of weird stuff in the background that it's regular apps HQ. don't do. Yeah, yeah. It's from the, it's from the mothership. So exactly, it's, fine. it's from the mothership. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Nothing would ever go wrong. Father <laughs> would never lead us astray. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all, all right. Well, while they haven't updated Google Play services, they have updated the camera app. Cool. Um, uh, this app is actually updated in May and it includes the, uh, the super nifty AR features, uh, for lens in the camera app that, that was shown at Google IO, uh, in May, early May as well. Uh, now Netflix is printing living quote unquote living surfaces ads to integrate with lens. So if you point at the ads, they will come alive and you can see these ads in the New York times. Um, and uh, this is neat, but also silly. Yeah, I can show yeah. it off. I actually have. So let's see. Ooh, here. Okay, there you go. So okay, so I've got my Google Lens right running on my phone. I'm going to go ahead and open up one of these pictures on my laptop, and I show it, and it like pops into place and starts blinking some lights. Oh, jeez! Shaking the hairspray and animating and all sorts of things, and of course, then it turns into an ad for Stranger. Thanks. So what happens when you move it away from the ad? Does it all stop or does it lock it until it's done? Yeah, it all stops. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would start over. Uh, mm. um, yeah. So there you go. Uh, imagine walking down the street and seeing a billboard and, oh, see, I, I just changed the content and it didn't. didn't change. Uh, and it's not perfect, apparently. apparently. 
Yeah, there's probably a parallel universe right now where people are walking around with Google Glass and this stuff is actually jumping out at them on the street. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're close to that reality, to that parallel universe. Whether you like it or not, it's coming. Uh, since, I mean, that's kind of neat, I guess. Um, Ron is, is not impressed, though. I'm not impressed. I don't know. We saw that with AR apps like five yeah. years ago. Yeah. Uh, man. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we got some emails. Brian wrote in to say, I'm currently using a Samsung Galaxy S5. Perhaps it's my imagination, but it seems to be running slower than it once did. I don't think that's your imagination. Uh, I'd rather not add my phone to the old phone graveyard, but rather look into ways of speeding it up. I also like the S5's replaceable battery and 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, two things that are hard to find on newer phones. I've worked with PCs for many years, and I've seen the advantages of reformatting the hard drive and reinstalling the OS. Would something like this make sense in the Android world? I realize that a PC with a hard drive is a different situation than a smartphone, especially due to the phone's use of flash memory. But is there any advantage to reinstalling Android OS on a phone? Um, I would say on a phone like the S5 probably wouldn't hurt. If you really feel like things are slowing down, you could certainly try it. There's no guarantees that it's going to speed things up, but I imagine if you've never reform like restarted, reinstalled your OS and this is an S5, so it's what, at least 5 years old. Um I imagine you've had a lot of a lot of apps that you've installed and uninstalled and over time and that was that those phones were from the era where I feel like reinstalling the OS really did make a difference. Now the newer phones like yeah. things are more improved now. Like there's less of a need to do that. But back then 5 years ago, I know I did. I would reinstall my OS on a semi-regular basis or start yeah. from scratch, partially because I had to because I reviewed phones, right. but also I saw it as an opportunity to like remember how fast things used to be. <laughs> That's when we were using memory apps. To- yes, right. <laughs> Oh, down on. <laughs> I mean, that's back when Samsung's Android software was pretty legitimately bad. Yeah. And uh, I feel like Samsung's phones are still a little bit more prone to slowing down over time than other device manufacturers. But back then, it was very noticeable. So, I mean, I think if, uh, you know, if if he resets the phone, it'll probably feel faster for a few weeks, but it'll probably start slowing down again. I mean, the phone is old. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it's an unfortunate, but smartphones are are disposable devices. You know, they're not meant to last for five years. So it might be time yeah. to, you know, recycle it. Don't just throw it in the trash, I guess. But, you know, might be time to look at upgrading, even though, yeah, I mean, a lot of the features that, that he cites as you know, things that he cares about are not are not available anymore. But um, yeah. I don't know. This, they this, are this, up, this up is the world the we S8? live in. Yeah, it is the world we live in. Up to the S8. Or excuse mm-hmm. me, S9? Well, no, but you then don't no removable battery. Oh, excuse yeah, me, no replaceable battery. battery. Yeah, right. and that's that's I just basically overlooked unheard that. of Whoops. now. Yeah, you really don't see that on phones anymore. <laughs> that that fad has no, passed because yeah. that's how you sell phones. <laughs> but but you know what? But I always come back. Now I come back on on the fact that yes, newer phones don't have a removable battery, but they char- But the battery that they do have, if you have the right charger, charge really fast uh, compared yeah, to the what they used to. Is a lot larger. You know, for, you know, based on like the size of the phone, like comparatively, I mean, yeah. uh, just by by making it one like integrated block that you can't open up, they can fit a much larger battery inside. Totally. So, I mean, if if that's one of your, you know, your qualms, I mean, yeah, it's not replaceable, 
but uh, it's still, I think, I feel like, at least for me, a pretty good alternative. Like, I feel it charges up fast. It has more capacity. So that works for me. But I, I know there are diehards. Updates. What's that? I'm just thinking yeah, about you security, get the security updates, updates with this. I, right. Oh. Yeah. Yes. I, th- I think you'd be, five five years, I commend you for lasting five years with the same phone because uh, that that is not an easy thing to do in this in this day and age. <laughs> With apps that's, that's continuing amazing. That's amazing. to develop and and, and move so, along, and yeah. and even apps like Play Services that we were just talking about, mm-hmm. you know, the more these things kind of yeah. hit phones, those older phones, the more things are just going to slow down because yeah, they, they just aren't out. made with those older phones as in mind as the newer right. phones. I mean, I, I don't usually recommend this, but if you really want to keep using a phone that old, you might want to start looking into installing a ROM. At least then you'll have more recent security patches. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Absolutely. Good point. XDA developers is a good place to turn uh, to to learn something uh, about ROMs and mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. So that's uh, a place to learn about ROMs, not RONs. And if you want to learn about ROMs, you can go to my Twitter. Yeah, Ronxo. Ooh, man, yeah, yeah, you were you were a dad now. That was that was like a dad joke. <laughs> I know. You're officially really a dad. Jason has uh, really brought good. you into the club. Welcome, Ron. <laughs> I'm getting really good at it. <laughs> it's good to have you here, fellow dad joke teller. Hi, play. You got the last. Uh, so I guess this is my equivalent of a dad joke because I'm still complaining about why they're taking buttons out of cars. Uh, so this comes um, from Michael. Michael writes in, my day job is testing cars for marketing purposes, and we found the same thing that all of you have agreed on. Touch screens in cars are horribly distracting, adding between half and 2.5 seconds of eyes away from the road for what should be simple tasks. While everyone is talking about projects solely in a phone or in Google's home, Google Home, my interest is peaked uh, and setting, excuse me, I lost my place. My interest is peaked about settings where you can't look to interact with the device. Oh, at settings. Having projects solely in your car's display or having the new version of Android on on your phone utilize projects solely would make everything much simpler. If you had your phone mounted on your dash while you were driving and you needed to change tracks, you could just swipe in the air. Same thing with chasing volume and other controls. Up, up, up. This would be an infinitely better solution than the touchscreens that everyone seems to be pushing now. Just an angle that you guys hadn't considered just yet. Thank you very much, Michael. I think we that actually. It, but... Oh, I don't remember mentioning that. Hmm. Maybe you guys did. I, I don't feel like it. mentioning something like yeah. solely in the car would be would be. I, I completely agree. So if I didn't mention it, I completely agree, Michael. You That's thought a great about idea. You thought about mentioning great it. Great idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, it, you're already lifting your hand to go do the touchscreen thing. Like on the way here, I was shuffling through my, my Spotify has just been really off base lately. And I was shuffling through the songs and I would love to be able to just like do an X. Oh, maybe maybe <laughs> like, just, you're like driving, shuffle my songs. You're driving and you're listening to a song and you don't like it and you go, mmm, you thumb down. No. And it goes boing, no. in Spotify and it skips to the next track. <laughs> yeah. And you go, like, Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and then they're like, Okay, we'll yeah, stick more to of this, this genre. All right, you like these beats? Yeah. We're like I'm feeling sad. <laughs> wow, okay. now you're getting deep. Listen. Now, now you're getting deep. I emote a lot in my car, okay? It's, <laughs> it's, I'm sure a lot of people can understand those who live in car culture. <laughs> so I think I think Soli could find a home in the car. Yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. I can see that working really well. I agree. Or, 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 or. Project Jacquard. Oh, uh, like how? Like in the... 
Like how? Like the seatbelt? <laughs> like oh. <laughs> Just trying to think of ways that this would happen. Maybe. Or like in the steering wheel, which I guess is any different than the buttons in the steering wheel, but sometimes now I feel like there's so many buttons. Cars are just getting so Yeah. I'm it's complicated. I, I'm scared to get another car. Like I'm scared to upgrade. I'm trying to hold on as long as I can. You mentioned you mentioned Project Jacquard, and now I'm thinking about whatever happened to that Levi jacket thing. I you know, we should oh, probably yeah. check with Michael Fisher because I yeah. know he has one. So, so. In- <laughs> I wonder if he still wears it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing. I, I feel like anybody who had it, though, has probably washed it like the maximum number of times. I was going right. to say, there was a maximum only, number of times. only wash it like five times? Yeah, but you don't need to wash denim, right? Isn't that what they say? You don't wash denim. No, you never wash Denim's it. Denim's just supposed to Where? gather your yeah. dirt for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's ageless. Gross. Yeah. Well, it's still for Gross. sale. You can still get it for $350 from Levi's. Oh, okay. Yikes. Uh, wonder how many ones of those they've sold. Yeah, I don't um, know. How many fives of them? Maybe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Let's jump into the cool. arena. We'll sell you on a few apps instead. So many enter, <laughs> but only one lives. Android Arena. Last week, you went to twit.to slash AAA poll 432 and placed your vote for your favorite app from the selection that we had to choose and from. I have, we have no knowledge of who won. We're, we're like, we, now we find out when you find out. That's right. And the winner oh. is, uh, what is it? Is it Kamut? Kamut, right? That was a, that was a yeah. guest. That was a guest win. Yeah. Uh, so Kamut wins with 44% of the vote. Second place is posted of all things. 40. That was my app. Wow. 40%. And third place, Minimal Launcher. Uh, Ron's app at fifteen percent. I'm shocked that people didn't like the uh, AI powered dark mode launcher. Listen, Flo, you got a launcher this week. Launchers are not performing well in the arena, so it better it better be a good launcher. Um, with these <laughs> results after 32 weeks, Flo is still in first place with 94 points. Can she be beaten? Uh, the guests are in second place with 89 points. Jason, you're, you're, you you seem to have passed me and moved on into third place with 66 points, and I'm sitting in last with 62 points. Uh, but I'm excited about my pick this week. Uh, Jason, since I lost, do I go last? Does that mean? Yeah. No. When when you lose, go you go, go first. first. So I will but show I it off. I've got yours installed. I'll show it off while you talk about All it. All right. So if launchers don't work, it's always fun to look for browsers because uh, <laughs> uh, looking for an alternative to Chrome or Opera, I'm always looking for the latest, greatest browser. And I stumbled upon Monument Browser. Uh, have you guys heard of Monument Browser? Because this was new to me. I don't yeah. know. Um, so this is a neat, very neat looking, uh, browser that has a bunch of really cool, um, uh, options and ways to customize it and things like that. Um, and interesting, interesting features. Um, first and foremost, um, what it does is it's very clean, right? And, uh, if you hit the settings button there, um, it pulls up a little settings window. You can swipe up to make that go full screen so you can see all the settings that are there. But you can control pretty much everything down in a very simple to use uh, kind of UI. Um, right at the top of the gate, you can change the navigation mode um, and they offer mobile, desktop, Firefox, Windows Phone, GSM device, iPhone. Like So whatever your navigation mode that you're used to, you can switch to, which is neat. 
Um, you can customize the search engine, so you can go Google, Bing, DuckDuckGo, um, whatever you would like. Um, and then you can start uh, changing all the different swipes and, and toolbar placement and all this fun stuff. Um, so it's really neat that you're able to uh, customize it to your heart's consent. Um, but what they're really uh, touting is the fact that um, this browser uh, has got uh, accelerated downloads. Uh, and it, you can actually have up to 32 connections in the browser, um, and they guarantee that uh, downloads will be very fast and utilize your bandwidth, um, uh, you know, kind of optimize your bandwidth the, the best way it can be. Um, so you can download files simultaneously with this acceleration. You can download files from the browser in the background while still browsing on the web. Um, it's really kind of, if you're doing a lot of downloading via the web, this is kind of like almost like a power downloader browser, which is great. Um, they have a full screen option that lets you use 100% of your display. Um, of course, it's got an um, anonymous mode, so you can go incognito. It's got a night mode. Um, they have a picture in a picture and floating window options, so you can minimize a browser window to be a floating window, um, and you can have multiple windows open on one. So it's pretty great if you have a, if you have a note or a larger, you know, a large um, uh, display. Uh, it's got an ad blocker if that's you know something you're looking for, um, and this they do it all uh, under two megabyte. Which I just think is amazing. the The APK is uh, is less than is less than two meg, which is just fascinating. Wow. So um, if you're looking for an alternate browser, check out Monument. Um, you know, it's got everything you want in a modern browser. Um, when you exit the app, when you exit the browser, actually, Jason, if you um, yeah, hit that power button there in the middle, uh, you can clear all your data on exit. So if that's something you're concerned about, uh, it protects your data and let, lets you browse uh, privately. Um, I was impressed. It's really fast. It's really lightweight. It uh, gets the job done. It's, you know, like I said, it's customizable um, and has a bunch of stuff that I didn't even, you know, think about being able to do, you know, kind of, uh, you know, picture in picture or having all those little windows active and that sort of thing. And then the download acceleration is very, very cool. So uh, Monument Browser, it's totally free in the Google Play Store. Check it out if you're looking for a browser alternative. Nice. There's a lot of settings in here. A lot of settings, right? Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And so, um, and it's free in the Google Play Store, but you can up the, uh, you can uh, upgrade to premium for just three dollars and forty nine cents. And in doing that, you can support your devs. um, And then I believe it, uh, it unlocks the ad blocking stuff. I think. Yeah, there's Um, there was some availability of that, and like I have a setting here to bypass Google AMP pages. Yeah, yeah. The settings was uh, pretty impressive yeah. as far as like a lot of the the blocking. You know, like antisocial, it blocks all of Google, Bing, Facebook, Twitter, other social yeah. networks. Uh, so if you're worried about them collecting your data, you can do that. It changes your search engine to DuckDuckGo. Yeah, you cookies. can. Yeah. Yeah, you can turn on private mode, which deletes the data when you exit. You can um, disable pop-up windows, right? It's just a whole bunch of cool stuff. And yeah, the premium uh, makes uh, uh, makes downloads go faster and improves the ad blocker. So that's what you get for for your three dollars and fifty cents. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty nice little uh, uh, app. If you if you scroll all the way to the bottom of the of the settings, you can see there you can delete save pages, you can delete the cache, clear your history, delete cookies and cache, and delete all app data. So it's it's pretty you know your privacy in mind and it also uh, is pretty flexible. So uh, Monument Browser, I like it. Vote for it in the arena, please. Nice. And this must be the downloads tab. Yeah. Uh, cool. Monument Browser, and it is free. All right, Flo. Me. You're up next. Me? You know it. Okay. 
So. Okay, so. So. You all got to see my launcher throughout this, uh, today, throughout today. Um, this is called Before Launcher. Now, I've been desperately trying to focus. <laughs> There's only so many hours in the day. Um, I've had a lot of really big projects that I've been finishing up and... You know, there is digital well-being, but I also found that just not having a bunch of stuff on the screen really helps. Um, And so this is one of the launchers that I have installed for those times when I really just need to oversimplify my life. So before launcher, the thing that's kind of a bummer is, so I've been using this for a couple weeks now. When you first onboard, you can choose eight of the most used apps. So before we'll try and figure it out for you based on your app usage but um i didn't like the i didn't like what it suggested for me so i went in and edited it before i before i saved it and this is what i came up with so this is this is what i see on my screen every time i unlock it i have my maps my google photos my gmail my phone my messages uh my browser i'm using brave browser right now my camera and my calendar so these are all important things that i have constant access to now, if I need to go get to any of my other apps, I'm not going into an app drawer as you typically would. I'm going this way and looking through my apps, either by alphabetically or I'm just searching for it. Um, you know, let's see, I need Google Pay. So, you know, I can just type it in, launch it that way. You know, it's a nice way to just keep things from blaring in your face. Uh, Victor, if you wouldn't mind um, going to the Play Store screen real quick. I just want to make sure my notifications are safe. So, okay, my notifications are safe. Thank you. (laughs) So over to the very left, usually you would have uh, the Google Now, Google Assistant homepage. You don't have that here. Instead, what you have are your notifications and there are varying types of notifications. So you can choose between filtered notifications, which is what I have, um, filtered notifications for a do not disturb mode, which I have not set up because I found that the filtered one works fine. And so, or you can just turn off the filtered notifications. And so, as you could see here, I just have some notifications from maps that showed up, um, you know, folder. Uh, this was from when I was driving earlier. And the nice thing about this, you know, clear it all when I don't need to look at it. And if I want to uh, check on it, I can just go over here to the settings. Um, At the very top, you have the system settings, which are just your general Android settings. Then you have your filter mode, which you can select from here too. Then you could select notification filter, your app preferences. So you can go in here and check what your filtered apps are. And I found that it works so darn well that I've been missing hangout messages. So sorry to anybody. You can also choose a background color. Um, I like this deep maroon because it still kind of lives in the dark mode world, but I'm a big fan of the color purple in case you couldn't tell by what I'm wearing today. So this works for me. There's also an incognito mode, which I haven't tried using, um, but you know, it's there if you need it. The apps that you see at the very top in the launcher these are your recently used apps. So if you want to clear those, you can just go over to the settings and clear them. But otherwise, they will constantly refresh based on your usage. So what you are searching for when you're going into that app drawer, uh, which is kind of nice because 
Yeah. Okay. So I have been jumping into Instagram in the middle of the day and hangouts, and now it's available to me here so that I can just jump in and, you know, or, you know, when I go back, when I drive back home, I'll just have Android Auto immediately available here. And because I don't drive very much, I don't need it on the front page. So it's not cluttering up. This is literally all that I need on a daily basis um, here on my phone. And I've been using, I've been using this for a while now and it confuses my husband when he picks up my phone, but <laughs> for me, it makes me a lot less fidgety about like what I'm tapping into. Uh, and I miss my custom icons in my launcher, but I still have that installed if I want to get back to it when I need it. So this is just a nice in between when you don't want digital well-being to do all of the work for you, and you really need to like just have your phone not be this busy you know, uh, Grand Central Station of apps all the time. So, everything all the time. Yeah. yeah, you don't need it to be everything all the time. So it's just called Before Launcher. It's the minimal and focused launcher. It really has kept me off my phone. They claim that this will uh, help you open your phone 40% less. I can't vouch for that <laughs> with statistics, <laughs> but I can say... Um, that I've been leaving my phone behind more and more, like in my house, I'll just leave it upstairs or whatever, because I realized, yeah, yeah, I don't need to fiddle with it actually. Yeah. Cool. Before launcher. Uh, and that is free right on before you develop a bad habit. Yes. Before what? Before launcher. All right, Ron, Ryan, I have not Ron. You already went Ron. Ryan, I have your app installed, and I will say that I opened it up earlier, and I ended up spending like 15 minutes playing it. So yeah, it's very that's fun. That's how they get you. Yeah, that's how they get you. Yeah. So tell us about your app. So uh, it is called Cores. It is a new game from 111%. Uh, you might know that developer from games like BB Tan and Turrets. So um, this is sort of in the same vein. It's a very simple kind of lo-fi uh, easy to play game. So you have this planet with this giant like turret on it, and uh, and when you when you play the game, you're you're sort of down on in one corner, and all of these other planets appear on the other side, and they start shooting at you. And you can see that eats away at the at the the crust of your planet, and you lose if something hits the core of it. So you want to like blast through the other planet and sort of dig down to its core before before they get to yours. Um, and, you know, and you unlock all these different turrets throughout the course of the game uh, and you can, you know, improve them. And there are power ups oh, uh, after you beat each level. You get like a random power up that makes you, uh, you know, a little bit more powerful or changes the way the game works. Uh, and so it starts off with just like one enemy planet at a time. But then eventually it'll it'll pull up like two and three. And they, they have like all these different sort of interesting powers. And there are all these like fun ways to just sort of tweak the gameplay as as you go along. So I found it to be pretty engaging. Um, and so it's it's a free game with some in-app purchases, but this developer I think has always been pretty restrained with it. There's no like $99 chest of gems. Uh, you know, you can buy a little bit of the in-game currency if you want, but you also get it just by playing the game. Uh, and you can buy like uh, an an ad removal, <laughs> an ad removal unlock. Uh, so you know, if you get if you're playing it a lot, and you just get sick of seeing the the video ads or whatever. Um, but if you don't do that, you can also just like watch a video ad to get extra like bonus money for the game. But um, yeah, I mean, I've I've I found it to be super fun. Like I'll just I'll just think oh, I'll pl- I'll play one level real quick, and then like you know, ten fifteen minutes later, I'm like, well, I should probably put this down and actually like do work. 
<laughs> sort of it's sort of the opposite of flow zap this is this this will this will drain your time yeah absolutely yeah it's a fun game i like the the art of it and uh you know one thing i actually find that's that's really satisfying about it is when when you let's see here when you get hit it like vibrates the phone and i don't know why yeah. that that just is kind of pleasing like it it just it helps that's, kind of pull you that's good haptic bit. feedback that's good yeah. design yeah yeah I mean, you see that a lot on like consoles, you know, with controllers and everything. But I don't yeah, feel like I see that a whole lot on on mobile games, which is kind of interesting to me. Like, I just got a nice little haptic like reward there uh, when I pass. So, yeah, it's a cool game. I like it, and uh, yeah, I like so. So vote for that. Games are fun. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, my display just turned off, so give me one moment. I was too busy playing a video game. Uh, okay, so my app. This was one of those app picks that I've had kind of lingering for a while. And I chose it not because I think it's going to appeal to everybody, but because it's actually been a hit in my house. And I find it kind of interesting, but it, my kids definitely like it as well. So it's it's a good game. Uh, I don't know. Game might be the wrong word. It's called Sandbox Pixel Art. And basically, this is like, you know, like there are a lot of apps online where you're basically it's it's kind of like a paint by numbers color sort of thing. Um, But there's just something really satisfying about the process. So I'll go ahead and pull this up if I have access to this. So you see this shark and this row of numbers down here, all all the different numbers line up with a different, you know, color attached to it. If I zoom in here a little bit further, I start to reveal those numbers right and so a little bit like i'm conflicted on this because i can't tell if it's relaxing because it is at times it's relaxing or if it feels like work (laughs) because you're kind of going around finding all these numbers it's like okay where are the sixes there they are and you can kind of fill it in and it's really satisfying to like get a nice large block and as you do so you're basically filling in it's a whale the the color pattern of you know the the picture that you're that you're completing, so on one hand it's really satisfying. On the other hand, after a while it's kind of like God, I'm still doing this. I'm still tapping each of these little individual cells, and uh, you know, but but it's kind of uh, rewarding when you spend however long you're going to spend on one of these, and you end up with you know something that's fully fully painted, and uh, the process is just kind of kind of relaxing. It's kind of soothing, almost like you're sitting down and you know, with a, with a nice coloring book. And, and it also is kind of like an interesting uh, insight into pixel art and, and learning how you can create these. And in fact, not only does this have, you know, a whole library uh, that you have access to for free, or if you want, you can pay uh, for Sandbox Unlimited, which gives you kind of like unlimited images and everything. And they're all totally family friendly. So there's nothing inappropriate or anything like that. So not only do you have access to those, and you can jump in at any time and complete them and add them to like your completed library, but you can also create things in it. So I realize this is nothing like this is not an, an amazing animation in, by any stretch. I just didn't have time to really create anything uh, more than a line that, that grows and, and retracts. But basically you can create your own pixel art and animate it. And there's a whole animating tool down here that you can kind of create page by page and, and do all that uh, if you like. But you can also uh, import from your gallery, which is what I have here. I have my dog sugar and this is her 
sleeping at the campground and I imported it into the pixel art and if I zoom in really close boom mm. it it already kind of pulled out the the colors that make up that image and it gives me the numbers in order uh, to fill it out so I can start kind of going through and uh, you know doing my best to kind of fill it out Ooh, eight looks like a good one uh, I'll go ahead and do that and as I do that I'm starting to kind of fill out the image uh, based on what what I imported from my from my gallery, and uh, so you kind of have unlimited images that you can uh, color in this kind of pixel approach. But yeah, so it's really it's paint by numbers uh, on your phone essentially, and it's just kind of kind of satisfying to kind of jump through and do all these. And there's tons to pick from. And uh, my kids, you know, they have it on their tablets, and so they'll get lost. There's different ways that you can do it too. Like you can double tap to um, drop a color on a number on a bunch of numbers you can set it in the settings so that as you drag your finger across it actually plants the colors wherever your fingers happen to drag different ways to kind of mess around with how it works but but there's a lot of apps that that offer this and i feel like this is just a really good good example of this type of app it's called sandbox pixel coloring and again, it is free. There is a paid version. You can you can buy a week for three forty nine, a month for seven ninety nine, or a year for thirty nine ninety nine. So it's not inexpensive, but you can do a lot with a paid with a free version, which is what I was basically showing off. So you can use a stylus. Uh, oh, I haven't tried that, but imagine I imagine so. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know if there's features built into it specific to stylus, but I don't see why not. Yeah. That seems kind of natural. I'm thinking about your kids on the tablet. Yeah. Having that. But they don't have a stylus on their tablet. It's okay. But it's okay. They get by. (laughs) Sandbox pixel coloring. All right. So now's the time where you get to place your vote. And uh, you can do that by going to twit.to slash AAA poll 433. Twit.to slash AAA poll 433. You can place your vote for either Sandbox pixel coloring, Monument Browser, Before Launcher, or Core's. Or Core Z, but I think it's Cores. Uh, Place first, and we'll check in on it next week. Victor is hovering. Victor is a launcher fan before launcher gets Victor's vote. Thanks, Victor. And hey, the results uh, show up, Jason. Oh, okay. Well, enjoy enjoy that for a little while. Yeah, yeah. We need to turn that off. But yeah, (laughs) (laughs) good to know. Here's where we stand right now. Enjoy it. I mean, I could actually. Well, no. Well, we'll talk. Um, okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Ryan, thanks so much for hopping on tonight and uh, setting aside a couple hours on your on your uh, Tuesday party night. Um, it is but- not a problem at all. There's still plenty of night to get hammered. <laughs> Good. I'm happy we haven't taken you away from that. And, and by hammered, you mean make more keyboards, right? Yeah. Yeah, hammer away. Hammer, hammer, out, yeah, hammer out a couple more, couple more keyboards. <laughs> um, also, wanted to ask you: Are you working on any any reviews, any hardware that you're taking a look at right now that people can look out for? Um, there's nothing super interesting. Uh, we just posted earlier today uh, our review of the new uh, the new Sony noise canceling earbuds. Oh, so that did go up today. These, these deals, yeah, yeah, just earlier today. I mean, they're uh, they're rather. They're they're pretty big for for oh ear, for true wireless earbuds, but um, they have active noise canceling built in, uh, and they work very well. Uh, they they got the the most wanted award on Android Police, so oh, really uh, that means, that means we like them a whole lot. Okay, so um, they are expensive, but they are they are very good. Uh, the sound is excellent. The noise canceling is very impressive for uh, for earbuds. I mean, it's not as good as 
you know, the, the big, the Sony over ear uh, mm-hmm. XM3s, but uh, it's still surprisingly effective. Man, there are so many of these true wireless um, earbuds out right now. It's kind of hard to keep track of them. So these are really good. I'm going to have to check these out. Um, uh, they they charge over Type C too, which for me is like an yeah. absolute must-have. With that's like I I hate having to bring like a micro USB cable Ooh, with me totally. just to charge. Yeah, my it's earbuds. 2019. Yeah, I mean my yeah. my favorites yeah. right now and have been for a while are the Jabra Elite 65Ts and that charging case is uh, a micro USB and that's like the one of my main uh, yeah faults. One of its main faults is that once you have the USB-C on these things, it's really hard to go back. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to check these out. I also just spent some time with the Hi-Fi Man uh, TWS 600s. It's Hi-Fi Man's first wireless earbuds like this. And uh, that review is coming on Hands-On Tech, I think, later this week. Uh, not as enthralled with those as it sounds like you are with your Sonys. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. I'll have to check these out. What's that? Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's it's okay. I mean, I didn't that didn't spoil the whole thing. I just said I don't like them as much as it sounds like you like your Sony's. That's all. It's all right. I already knew. I, yeah. I edited it. You okay. Oh, dang. I'm sorry, Victor. I'm sorry that you had to edit. No, I'm just kidding. Um all right. Well, thank you, Ryan. Really appreciate it. And uh, if everybody wants to find your review of the Sony earbuds, they can do that by going to AndroidPolice.com. It is posted up there. And uh, then you're also writing for Wirecutter as well, right? Uh, yes, and Extreme Tech. And Extreme Tech. That's right. I knew I was missing one. Yes. Uh, so you are all over the internet, and uh, we appreciate your time and, and hanging out with us. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Right on. We'll have you back soon. Flo, it's great to get you in the studio. It's great to be back. It's great to see you in person. What's What's going on? Uh, I just finished a lot of work, so you'll be seeing some stuff from me about electric scooters on Tom's Guide. You'll be seeing uh, some updated information on gaming laptops at review.com. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been working on. Busy. Plugging away yeah. at these things. Um, I also got some security reviews that I just finished up, home security, DIY nice. security. So I've just been doing a lot of reviewing, uh, just kind of hunkering down to make room for a project that I'm hoping to start this autumn. So Right on. Yes, yes. finally cool. hoping to start my secret project. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to wait and see mm-hmm. what that is mm-hmm. all about. And I'm saying it on air so that I hold myself accountable. Oh, yes. That's a good way to do so that. that. Yeah. That's a great way to do that, <laughs> to make it public. And you guys know where to follow me, florenceion.com. Oh, that flow. Come join my Discord. I need to update my website. It's, I've been kind of busy and also dealing with migraines. Yeah. <sighs> it's, it's hard. Man, ha- like managing content on your own website is not easy. It takes a backseat to anything yeah. that pays me. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, completely understand. Uh, Ron, what about you? Any any news on the Ron front other than your amazing Karateka um, or Karateka, however you pronounce that? Uh, Kar- Karateka. Karateka. Everybody <laughs> pronounces it differently. Karateka. I think I said Karateka. Um, yeah, this shirt is awesome. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I've just been working and sleeping and babies and, and trying to stay cool. It finally uh, cooled down in New York City, thankfully, so I'm hoping, uh, knock on wood, that summer uh, is kind to me for the rest of the time because I have a lot to do. Uh, but yeah, no, go to twitter.com slash twitter.com. Follow me on Twitter at RonXO. Uh, and I'm, <laughs> Follow and I'm me on at Inst- HTTP colon backslash. 
And I'm on uh, I'm on Instagram at RonXO there as well, uh, and working on a fun pinball project. You can find at Scorbit.io. Um, there's my Instagram. I went to a baseball game finally this year, so nice, it was very congrats. exciting. I and and also I went to uh, let's just we're gonna make a podcast where we just look at my Instagram feed. Um, <laughs> I also you, went you, to replay. You went to Pinburg, right? Yeah, I went to Replay FX in Pittsburgh, oh, okay. which is which is a very big retro gaming convention. Where is the host of Pinburg, which is the uh, world's largest uh, pinball tournament? A uh, thousand. Uh, competitors uh, gathered in Pittsburgh. Um, I went in ranked. I, my initial seed was like 675 or so. Um, and after day one, I was 229th. Right. And uh, and when it finished, I ended 350th. Which, uh, given that I played pinball five times since January, uh, I'm going to take that as a win. So nice. uh, it, was a, it was a lot of fun. I didn't qualify for playoffs, but it's okay because I couldn't stay for the playoffs. But I had a great time playing and seeing a lot of people and talking about Scorbit, uh, our, my pinball project that I'm working on with some buddies. Uh, it, was, it was a good time. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't want to win. I couldn't have stayed anyways. So well, there. That was the joke. Was that like, yeah? So the so the the tournament was Thursday and Friday, and then the playoffs were the the if you qualified, the playoffs were Saturday, um, and I had to get back home Saturday for a family thing. So all my friends are like, "Watch, you're going to make the playoffs." And I was like, I haven't played pinball in six months. I played five times in six months, uh, and sure enough, after day one, I was. Uh, 29th in my division where the top 40 make it to the playoffs. And I was like, like oh, man. Like, like, like the whole time, they break it up into five divisions. There's Division A, Division B, all the way down to Division E. And going in, I'm like, just stay out of Division E. Just stay out of the bottom of the whatever. And I, I landed in Division B. Um, where I was 29th, and then uh, Friday, luckily, I fell back down to earth and I dropped out of contention, but uh, still, it was a lot of fun. So, and and a good reminder that I actually know what I'm doing when I'm playing football. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's good. Yeah, so. yeah, you do. You still got it. You still got yeah. it, kid. <laughs> you could have been a contender. Yeah, I was. You were. You were. Yeah. You were a contender. Yeah. <laughs> then, then you weren't. Uh, <laughs> all right. Good to see you, uh, Victor. Thank you so much for all your help with the show and everything that you do. Appreciate it. No problem. Uh, even though you didn't vote for my app, but whatever. Uh, Jason, what do you have going on? It didn't look as cool as uh, <laughs> I understand. As that launcher. Oh, jeez. I understand. We'll talk. We'll talk. It's <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, boy. Uh, what do I have going on? This week in Google. I was on Security Now earlier today. Leo's uh, at the podcast movement uh, on the East Coast. So I did Security Now. I'm doing This Week in Google. I got Tech News Weekly. Oof. I'm busy here busy. this week. It's just one of those busy weeks. And then I'm going uh, backpacking. So I've Whoa, got that to nice. look forward to. I've never done that before. With the so fam or with friends? With friends. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Be safe. I, uh, I will. Avoid oak, please. Okay. All right. I'll bring do Dr. my Bring Dr. Broner's with you. That really helps if you get some of that oil on you. My list of, of bring this stuff I with know. you is so big right now. You, you're backpacking. So. Uh, yeah, I've never done it before. So I'm a little nervous, but I'm going with people who are seasoned pros at this. So I, I think I'm salami. in good Salami. Just like sticks of salami. <laughs> I have that actually. Yes. <laughs> uh, thanks to Burke, Jeff, Anthony, all of them helped out with uh, this week's show, and really appreciate your help. And thanks to you for watching. That is it for this week. Leave us a voicemail at three four seven show AAA. Send us email at AAA at twit.tv. You can find us on Twitter. We are at Android Show. Uh, we have an Arena Apps list at twit.to slash Android apps. That's where you can find all the apps that we've covered in the arena today. Show notes and past episodes can be found at twit.tv slash AAA. That's where you can go to find out all the information that you need to know about this show. Uh, Subscribe links, uh, tickets uh, for the live show, tickets at twit.tv, 
Uh, and we stream live every Tuesday starting at 5 p.m. Pacific or roughly around there at twitch.tv slash live. But that is it for this week. It's time to end the show. We'll see you next week on another episode of All About Android. Bye, everybody.